Welcome to the Life Atelier podcast. I'm your host, Emma Lavelle, and I felt inspired to record this episode this morning because the episode is all about getting back on the horse. <laughs> and I had a conversation with someone a few weeks ago who literally fell off a horse and they were talking about <laughs> getting back on the horse in that context and not noticing the, the funniness of it. But this is the prime example, okay? So I have wanted to record a bunch of podcast episodes for weeks or months now, and I've been waiting until I had a block of time free to, to you know, do this perfect plan of making a list of all of the things I want to talk about and then recording them and then scheduling them so that they come out when I say they will come out. And actually, these perfect plans just stay in the future. So instead, I've got 15 minutes before a call today, which is perfect because it is keeping me to 10 minutes to record. And I've just made a coffee, sat down, thought about what it is that I want to share with you, what will actually be useful for you, and now here I am recording. So when we fall off the horse, so to speak, and we stop taking action on our goals, the thing that we want to do, the, the reason for it is very often perfectionism. There is this idea that if you don't do it perfectly, why bother, you know, or it's too late, there's also all or nothing thinking, which is very linked to perfectionism. I am very entrenched <laughs> in all or nothing thinking. And my brain has always told me, well, if you can't do everything in one weekend, then what's the point? Or if you can't take a week's holiday, then what's the point? And I really, like, a prime example of this is when I was about 14 and I had to have uh, teeth removed because I was like a little piranha and I had way too many teeth and before I got my braces I had <laughs> god I had so many teeth taken out but I was scheduled to have four and they were going to do two one week and two another week and I got there and I said just do it just take them all out just let's get it over with take them all out at once <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and the result of that was or maybe I was older because I think I had my first driving lesson after this. But yeah, my entire face was numb. I couldn't eat on either side of my mouth because I'd had two teeth taken out from the top, two teeth taken out from the bottom. And I was pretty miserable. And actually, if I just allowed myself to have a bit more space <laughs> around what I was doing, I could have had a bit of pain, healed a bit, had some food, <laughs> then done it again. But I have carried that all or nothing with me throughout my life. And it's something that, you know, I've talked about in this podcast before where you kind of have like a, a belief that's like your nemesis and it's like a Scooby-Doo nemesis and it reappears in different places. And that's one of mine that I just have to do all of it now, all of it. And I'm much more chilled out when I notice it now and I just think, huh, there it is. But that's because I've done a lot of coaching and a lot of work on it. So if you're not at that point, don't worry about that. So when we wander off this path of what we're working on, let's say you've set the intention to have an exercise routine or you wanted to start a business or you just wanted to take your lunch breaks. 
Okay, Maria, that one's for you. <laughs> There's lots of us not taking lunch breaks, um, or used to be. So first, the first thing we do is we recognize what's happening. So I'm gonna give you like eight steps that you can work through. You can use some of them, all of them. You might find that you're using some of them already, but maybe you need to put them in a different order. The first is calm your nervous system. So when we understand that our body, it's not just being difficult, when we don't do what we say we'll do, and then we feel terrible about it, it's not your brain and body being stupid. They're actually responding to this sense of danger of, oh my God, I've failed, I'm going to get rejected, you know, bad things are going to happen. So the first thing we do is we don't increase that, we just notice it and we calm our nervous system. Simplest way to do that is put your hand on your heart, take a deep breath and just say, okay, I know what's happening. <laughs> I know what's happening and I know what to do, okay? Now, sometimes that will be enough if the trigger or the spike is relatively small or you can remove it. Sometimes it won't be. Sometimes we need to just give ourselves a bit more space, a bit more repetition of the breathing. Maybe we need to change location. It depends, okay? But the very first step is just to notice, okay, my nervous system is reacting to a perceived danger. The second thing that we do once we've put our hand on our chest, or we can put our hand, some people like to, if it's really bad, you can give yourself a hug. What happens is your brain, when you, when you hug yourself, when you touch your heart, it releases the love hormone, which starts to calm your system. And from that point, we can now, we're back online, and we can access the thinking part of our brain. So we recognize, okay, what's happening here is all or nothing thinking. Now at this point, step three, have a nap. I recognize now when my nervous system is super activated, what I do is I have a meditation. I use a meditation from the pathway from To Be Magnetic, but you can find them on Insight Timer, you can find them on YouTube. And I go, I lie down, I snuggle next to my dog, I put my headphones in and I listen to a meditation that's designed to calm my nervous system. And I have a nap. And every time as I wake up, I feel calm and I know what the solution is, right? If you don't have that experience, that's okay. Okay, you might wake up and still feel a bit stressed, but in that case, at least you're not spiking as much as you were before. And over time, as you regulate your nervous system and you train your body to understand that having a nap equals resetting, it will get easier and easier. So at that point, step four, Return to your intention. So write down in your notebook or notes on your phone or wherever it is, but just come back to what it is you're trying to achieve and ask yourself why. So for me, this is my 15 hour work week. I've been building it for a couple of months now. And when I don't have a week that's 15 hours, I feel like, oh my God, I failed. I'm a fraud. Ah, this isn't working. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And, I, and then I think, okay, well, I have to do it later. So what I do is I come back to my intention and I look at why did I want to create this. I go to my coaching group, to my mastermind. I'm learning to share instead of trying to do it on my own. That's something that I'm battling with. Not battling with, but I'm learning to do it. Okay, so return to your intention and that will remind you of why you're doing it and that will help to anchor you. Step five, 
Create space around your intention and timeline. We have to slow down to speed up. So if you've given yourself a deadline and you've said, okay, I want to achieve this thing by this date, but actually what that's doing is making your nervous system activated so that you're not able to access your creativity, your problem solving, create some space. And I promise you, it's not actually going to slow you down. We're giving your brain space and we're saying, okay, you know, for me that might look like, right, I'm gonna create my 15 hour week by September. It doesn't have to be by June. I'd invented that deadline. And as soon as I do that, and I think, oh yeah, okay, <laughs> I've got more time, then suddenly I can see things to experiment with and I feel safe to try them. So by slowing down, you will speed up. And for me, it's like imagining reversing your car into a parking space when all of the bays are empty around it versus trying to park when there are two cars on either side. The space is the same. You're not using any more or less space, but the perception is that you have more space. And that means that you can slow down to speed up. So it really, it's magical. Step six, pick one action step that you're going to take. So it might be, okay, I'm going to, um, I'm going to book a restaurant for a lunchtime break which is something that seems crazy in the UK or America, but actually in Spain and France, that's very normal. So be aware that all of our decision-making, all of our beliefs, they come with a very big baggage of, of cultural stuff, okay? Um, for me, it might be, okay, I'm gonna close off another hour on my calendar so that people can't schedule with me, or like, ooh, another day. But sometimes the day feels too big, so then just an hour. And then it helps my brain to understand that we are moving forward. And a trick I like to do here is match the scary thing with a fun thing. So if you're going to do something that your brain thinks is terrifying, know that, like, let it know that you're going to do something fun afterwards. So for me, it might be block off my calendar and then order my special mushroom coffee <laughs> because it feels good. It doesn't have to be spending money, but you know, it's something that you know is gonna help you feel motivated. Step seven, take the action step, right? Do it. I have a podcast episode about deciding and dopamine. Dopamine, ah, oh, I always say dopamine the Spanish way. Um, <laughs> no judgment. But step eight, practice self-compassion, okay? So when you take the action step, it might not get you the result you want, right? You might do it imperfectly. You might drag your heels. You might, you know, whatever. It's 50-50, it's gonna work or not. But we're moving into the space of experimentation. And to do that, you have to practice self-compassion. Because if you take this action step, doesn't get you the result you want, and your next step is to say, oh, I'm an idiot, I knew it, I shouldn't have even tried, we're back at square one. You have to calm your nervous system. You have to recognize the all or nothing thinking. You have to have a nap. Whereas if we practice self-compassion and we say, okay, interesting, I tried that. It didn't work. Why didn't it work this time? What can I try next time? Bing, you get to go to the next level, okay? So let me know how you get on with this. Email me, join me in the free community. That was my alarm telling me 10 minutes, stop. <laughs> Okay, and if you're ready to get more support, you can join Studio Confianza. 
There are two levels to it. We've got life balance only. And if you're curious about how that would look, I'm doing a free event tomorrow. This is Tuesday, if you're listening to it. If you're listening to this in the future, there will be more of them, which is about flow working. It's my spin on co-working. So we work on creating flow before you start to work. And then there's also Studio Confianza Business. And this is where you get all of the resources about building a three-day week, two-day week, however that looks to you, a 15-hour week. And there is a free taster lesson that you can try. And it's all about intention setting and then creating a minimalist business owner schedule, which is a bit sneaky because it suggests that there's some perfect plan. And of course, there is no perfect plan because we don't do perfect. We don't do perfect. (laughs) Okay, have a lovely week. I hope this has helped you if you have fallen off your horse. And and let me know how you get on. Send me an email.